All right, Morning Drinkers podcast here. We're gonna get it started correctly yes. here with okay. nice beer. So this is the lazy edition. Also, you're back, Diego. Oliver couldn't make it, and uh, miss you, bud. <laughs> this is the uh, first time I think we've actually done it in the morning, where uh, I'm still not drinking. I'm sober, and we'll see how this goes because um, watching Lilo over here. And she's probably going to interrupt this. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, you're used to that by now, right? <laughs> Interrupting what exactly? You getting interrupted? Yes, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you saw the last podcast, obviously, because you were here with me. I want to <laughs> actually get I want to actually get your, your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, what, what exactly, though? Like, just being constantly interrupted? Or are you referring to just, like why um, people might do it i guess yes to both <laughs> yeah, yeah yes to both because I, I mentioned to you while i was editing that i i was getting interrupted a lot which is something i feel like i'm kind of used not used to actually but it's something i've noticed for a long time and i always thought it was in my head because imagine if you're kind of going through life and you're and you're like man people cut me off all the time like, there's a little bit of an ego thing in there. You're like, I have something important to say, but I keep getting cut off. You know what I mean? And so, to voice that, you'd, you'd look, like, look kind of crazy. But the fact that you noticed it as well, I was like, okay, well, that's a nice, uh, that's, this is at least one example of where I am not crazy. I was getting cut off. And so, I was like, okay. Left and right. Yeah, left and right. So, yeah, I guess... Your take. Well, I think, well, obviously, I think doing something like this is new to all of us. But I think being, having a conversation is very much, dude, it's no different than being a musician on stage, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I remember learning the lesson a long time ago. Well, I mean, or I would say that one of the first lesson, lessons that I think you learned growing up is like to listen, right? Right. To not always talk all the time. Right. And at, at least I was taught that lesson and it was really drilled into my head. So for a long time, I would just be sit, sit there and I would listen. And when I had the opportunity to speak, then then, you know, if I could take it, I would. Excuse me. But I think also what helped kind of reinforce that is also or having a good conversation. <laughs> uh Oh, Lilo's at it. See, speaking of getting interrupted. Speaking of, right, one go, second. You continue, go, continue, continue. Right. So the point is, is that I think also being a musician especially a drummer, right? Doing the Latin stuff. Um, you learn that as a drummer, yeah, it's all, it is about having a conversation with the other musicians on stage, but you have to give each other your space to say something because if not, it just turns, it just turns into musical vomit, no different than, than um, conversational vomit where it's just too many people talking at once. It's, it doesn't like, you know, ideas get across it sounds bad, especially if you're doing something like this. Um, but it's no different than, yeah, than being on the stage and someone's always just like, blah, 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 just, just, you know, um, just doing whatever, right? Not giving, not giving the other musicians a room or a space to talk. And I think have, being able to have a conversation is a skill. It is a skill. And I think it just, especially within this context, it just needs to be worked on. Okay. All right. Do you, so do you think that's maybe a skill that majority of people lack? 
like the like the greater populace? Um, that's a very good question, actually. Um, I would be interested to 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 like see if if there'd be a way to like study that, but um, or to see if anybody has. But I think it's I think in many ways it is something that we lack. Um, just because I think it, we don't really have, I don't mean, it, it, it's hard to say just because I prefer always to have conversations, especially, uh, meaningful ones like, you know, like the stuff we've gone through or, um, you know, whether it's a project we're working on or relating to something business or even of course politics or even our values. I think those should not be, should not be on Facebook, they should not be over text. They should at least be over the phone or in person. So that way you eventually practice listening and then and then speaking. I just think that also what I learned as when I was in my master's program before I left it is is how to listen and how to really like summarize what someone is saying and then saying it back to them. I mean that is that is in a, like a skill in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason why therapists have to learn how to do that. That's why, you know, People shouldn't always rely on their friends to talk about their problems because they're not going to have the space to to have uh, their thoughts reflected back to them and then therefore allowing them to get that kind of insight as into into the issues they're facing. You know, mm-hmm. that that's why I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I think talking to friends, sharing your problems and sharing all that doesn't it makes you feel less alone. But you're not going to get any concrete solutions or answers from that. You need to go to someone who actually knows how to listen. And knows how to how to reflect back what you're what you're saying to them. So in short, no. <laughs> most people lack that skill. Then I would say, yeah. Most okay, people, most yeah, people lack most that people skill. Most people aren't therapists. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people I think that like to act like they are. Um, but oh, for sure. I mean, whatever. That's yeah. So I don't know. That was that was just something that I noticed. It was it was kind of fun reviewing it and watching it a little bit with you. We glossed over a lot. It was a lot of a, it's a lot of a nonsense as well. But that's I think kind of the whole the whole point of this. Uh, when we when we decided to get together, it was like all right, morning drinkers, and it's ironic because like we started it beginning of this year, and every January I go sober, so. Um, I haven't been able to partake because I actually have a feeling once February, you know, after my birthday hits, it's going to get a little crazy because I think we're going to, I think we could start implementing, uh, you know, I like to drink shots like, or hard alcohol. I think we could like implement where we're like, all right, take a shot. If you fuck up here, we can like make a game out of this. Hey, you interrupted me. You got to take a shot. Mother, you know, like something like that. Do pushups. Oh, see, even that, something like that. That would be fun. <laughs> I think it'll get a little ridiculous, uh, but that's that's the point of this. You know, one of the things we we never even addressed too is actually why we call it the Morning Drinkers Podcast. And uh, I think uh, I think you do a better job explaining it only because you read Matthew Walker's book, Doctor Matthew Walker. Um, I just kind of I've only watched videos, podcasts with him. Uh, but if you want to explain that, go right ahead. Yeah, sure. I mean, so <clears throat> I think culturally, it's very interesting that that we view drinking in the morning as something that you're not supposed to do. Morning time is, you know, basically anything like caffeine. So yeah, I mean, 
you know, coffee is the obvious one. Tea is the obvious one. That's what you do because you get up. And I think that's what you just see. Well, I, I would like to think most of our parents, you see most of your parents do, most adults do. Is, excuse me. They get up in the morning. They drink their caffeine. They get the day going. And excuse me. And then you, you know, in the afternoon after you get off of work, that's when people go to the bars, right? The happy hour, all that. Well, once you start learning about, uh, about actually about sleep, um, then you start realizing, oh, okay, well, what are the things that affect sleep? Like, what, what, what does it mean to get good, restful sleep? And at the end of the day, from all the research just shows that the best sleep is the sleep that is essentially drug-free, right? That's exactly why pe- people, you know, doctors say you have to cut off the caffeine at a certain point because if not, it will interfere with your sleep. You will be more tired the next day. Um, same thing, you know, actually, ironically, you don't really hear that so much when it comes to alcohol, because I think culturally it's so ingrained that after you get off of work, you just go, you grab some drinks, go home, go to bed, this whole idea of the nightcap. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that, you know, actually alcohol is really bad for your sleep. And if you want to wake up feeling, um, like you can take on the day the following morning, well, then you need to actually, you know, wait, delay your gratification, have the alcohol during the day. When, when on your day off, when you don't have much to do, obviously it's up to you as to how you want to consume it, you know, how hard you want to go. But, um, the beauty of drinking in the morning essentially is that the alcohol is out of your system by before bedtime. If you, if you stop at a certain time, if you stop at a certain time, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you have all those factors that play like your, how big you are, your weight, all that stuff is of course factors, but that's why it's better to drink the beer in the morning. Or to drink your alcohol in the morning, you know, enjoy the buzz, do what you got to do or just relax, whatever. Take a day off to literally do nothing, which I think we do need that sometimes or at least once a week. And and that way, the next day, if you have to go to work or whatever, you're, you're going to get quality sleep because the alcohol is already out. So, so um, Europeans and the Brits have it, right? They I mean, I'll never it. forget when, when we were in, in London yeah. and we saw that the pub was offering like a breakfast meal breakfast specials breakfast specials with like a pint right and i was like you know what yeah that is the way to do it i remember the first time i went uh, i went solo and you were you actually had gone to europe just months prior on your own as well mm-hmm. but i don't know did you you didn't really spend much time in london you spent like a day right I spent a day there i spent enough time to see like the classic uh um Tourist attractions, but Buckingham were you, Palace and all that. Were you up early enough to notice that, or was it when we went that you noticed it? I was up early enough to note to to have noticed that that the bars are open, the pubs are open. Yeah. But I think that's probably because yeah, they, these places like serve breakfast and all that. So maybe it didn't hit me as hard. You know, maybe I wasn't really paying attention to that. I mean, I noticed it more when we were walking around because we were seeing all the pubs and right. we were going to the pubs, right? Which is not, which is not, which I did that once. When I was in London, because I celebrate, we celebrated my birthday in London, uh, and and so, but once we were walking around when it was Jimmy and Oliver, and we were going to these pubs with 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 Stephen Gentilali, and like I would see the, they would see like oh breakfast special, I'm like wow they're doing it right here, they're doing it, they're doing it right, they're doing it right. Same thing when we got to Paris, it was like ten in the morning and people were having champagne. Well, well, we were partaking in that for sure. We were doing it right because you might as well. See that that's what was different about um I've only been to Paris so I can't say all of France but the Parisian lifestyle and London life like I noticed that 
in London, I really took notice actually on my last day there. I was staying in Brixton and I was flying out at Heathrow. So I got up early, I'm talking like before 8 a.m. to catch a flight. And while I was walking towards the underground, I noticed a bunch of the pubs that they were open and they had, you know, on chalk, on chalk written, you know, specials and whatnot. And I would, I was actually noticing a bunch of, you know, granted they were already, they looked retired age, you know, in their sixties or so, but there were a few young, young people there as well, but they were having a pint and reading the newspaper. And I was just like, whoa, it's a, when, when did I leave? I don't know. It was like a Wednesday or something, you know? And I was just like, these people are just drinking at 8 a.m. or earlier. And they're like a full-on pint. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't think any bars here, at least for sure in San Diego, are open that early. And we don't really have pubs the way... Like, I feel like a pub is a little bit different than a bar, you know? And those places here aren't open that early let alone serving breakfast with your alcohol like that. Right. I mean, there's the brunch, but that's still, that to me, that's late in the day. I, to, I think it'd to be me, interesting. That's 10 a.m. earliest if you're doing a brunch. Earliest. Like, and that's, that's very rare. And I always associate brunch actually with like a Sunday thing. Yeah. And like ironically, it's like after church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, I don't know if that was me growing up like Catholic or something, but we, you know, sometimes we would hit a brunch and it would always be after church. And I feel like that's the time because it's like 11 or so, breakfast, lunch, and that's when people are just kind of getting together, big parties and drinking. Well, if you had your wine in the morning, you might as well keep going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's, so that's, that's what, that's what it actually brings me up to uh, now comparing it to Paris. Parisians wake up later. That's what I noticed. They wake up later. So yeah, they are drinking also fairly early, but they don't really get their day started until it's like 10 or 11. They're, they're kind of lazier, but they also go to bed a lot later. Like they, they're, they're partying or at least socializing deep into the night on average. And then going back to Sunday, they do take Sunday off for, for Jesus or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like everything's closed on Sunday or it closes early. Right. I think we, yeah, we experienced that. That's right. Cause yeah. when we, our last night was on a Sunday, if I recall correctly. I think so. Yeah. yeah and there was only one bar open. There was only one. Yeah. Right. It was actually ironic. Right it, it was dead. It was yeah. dead. We were the only guy, people in the bar. Yeah. It was dead. But yeah, that, that was the difference. I, I like, I like both, uh, lifestyles. I guess I admire, I admire both of them. I think they're kind of cool. Maybe just cause it's so drastically different than what I'm used to here. But I do, circling back to what this was all about, I do like the morning drinking aspect. And I think whomever we've introduced it to kind of enjoys it as well. Because I think there's like a, a, a guilt, a shame associated with drinking early, at least in this country. But once you explain it and break it down in a scientific manner, they're kind of like, all right, I, this is justified and it's cool. Like, it's okay. Right. I mean, for people who don't know, I mean, my undergraduate degree is in psychology, but it was with an emphasis in neuroscience. There's no one listening. <laughs> right. I know. Right. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, though, it's like, yeah. And and, it, and that's what blew my mind is, um, I mean, as someone who struggled with, with sleep issues, I really realized I was like, oh, like, I mean, obviously the importance of it overall for our health, it's the foundation of our health. But 
yeah, once you look into the research, and I did, and it's just, it was so mind-blowing just to see, okay, well, if this is how our biology works, and we should honor it, right? Because it's it's like almost, even even bacteria follow a, a cycle of, act, of activity and inactivity, mm-hmm. but we should honor our biology. So what does that mean? Okay, well, we should construct our lifestyle if, our, if the goal is to be healthy and live a long life. We should construct our lifestyle around, essentially around our sleep. And I think... Um, for most of our history, at least as long as alcohol has been around, which correct me if I'm wrong, because you're into the archaeology stuff, it's about five thousand years. One of the oldest forms of that's writing, when, yeah, it's a beer recipe, right? Beer recipe, yeah. And to me, I remember, like, because I used to watch the History Channel a lot. Supposedly, there is a, there was the Egyptians, I think, had it where it was a day where everybody would just get blasted, and they would it would basically get blasted on beer. But they, but if I recall correctly. They would start in the morning. They would start during the day because we are not nocturnal. We follow, we the follow sun. the sun. So of course, those civilizations before electricity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they basically are like, well, all right. As soon as we wake up, we're gonna start our ceremony. You right. Know, we're gonna do our thing. We have our beer, our alcohol. I remember when I took, I took one. I took I took a couple anthropology courses, and one of them, the the professor. He studied this uh, this tribe in South America, and they would drink like a kind of oatmeal type beer, mm-hmm. and they would and they would dance and they would drink until they threw up. And he's like, "Man, it was rough to do that because I had to participate." South in America, it. right? South, South, America. South Americans always ingest shit that makes them want to throw up. <laughs> I, I I must be like a, a whole maybe a purification kind of thing. The, yeah, there's know. this like purging aspect that they really just. They seem to enjoy vomiting, right? Even with the ayahuasca thing. That's right? what it does. That's what it makes it. It makes you. It makes you shit uncontrollably and vomit. And it's like, why are you guys doing this? And it's all like, it's, there must be a reward. At it's the end it's of glorified. This. They're all, they're like, this is great. You're like, is it? Right. Right. Yeah. And and so I'm. I, and so if you think about it, yeah. I mean, then then that would make sense. And I think because obviously our society is so electrified now, and um. Gradually, since since over the past hundred years, the amount of sleep that Americans have been getting has just been declining. Mm-hmm. I think in 1900, people were still on average getting nine hours of sleep. Nine hours, dude. dude. I mean, the recommended amount is seven to nine. Seven to nine, yeah. And that, that means people were maxing out, dude. That's great. That's, that's like gr- that's, that's the dream. I can't remember the last time I had a full nine hours that wasn't once interrupted by either like i don't know a loud noise getting up to pee or something your phone <laughs> no i'm actually pretty good about keeping my phone um it's not on airplane mode but it is on do not disturb and i usually yeah but sometimes like even even the past couple nights and that's just because i'm like adjusting my sleep schedule because of this dog mm-hmm. um i've been getting up like a couple hours before I need to get up. But that's also, there's like an anxiety, I think, in me when I when I have a responsibility the next day, early in the morning. Like my body will wake up before it needs to. Like I'm not fully, re- and it's never restful sleep, but I'm not fully relaxed. It's almost like if I have a flight at 7 a.m. The, the next morning, it's I just don't sleep well. Yeah, I'll set the alarm. I'll even go to sleep early. I might even fall asleep early. But if it's like, oh, the flight's at 7 a.m., I got to be up. And at least at the airport at 6 a.m., I'm rising at at 3.30 for some reason. I'm like, wow, what's going on? And I'm like, dude, like, 
yeah, that that's how it is. I I don't fully comprehend why I can't chill, but yeah. So speaking uh, about what you were talking about, you know, going with the with the the sun essentially dictating our lives throughout history. This dog that I'm watching is the same way <laughs> because she is up at six. Yesterday, actually, she kind of slept in. She she's like it was almost like seven. I was up before her, and then I could start hearing her kind of make some noise, and it was like close to seven a.m. And I was like, "All right, cool, that's fine." Allowed me to chill a little bit more. But this morning, yeah, she's up at like six, between six and six thirty on average. She's up around that time, and she's ready to go, like ready to go. It's also puppy energy, but I am not ready to go, and I'm like. <laughs> fuck dude all right like, especially such a drastic shift like i'm used to getting up two to three hours later than that because i go to sleep late and uh so yeah this has been messing with my schedule but she's ready to go i get up i take her out for a walk and then about 10 minutes or so into the walk i feel pretty good uh, i'm like all right i got the blood flowing you know i feel good and it was actually nice because there's a calmness in the morning air, not everybody's up yet. And the ones that are up, they're also, I think, kind of like me, a little more lethargic and they're just chilling. <laughs> um, and it was nice to like be up with the sun. And there is something something to be said about that because at the end of the day, when you're going out and you're walking the dog too, you're walking this puppy multiple times a day, you're getting, you're getting that good old vitamin D from the sun. And especially since it's been hot the past couple of days too. Yes. And it's, and it's because it's been so hot, it's been tiring this dog out. So by the time it's evening, like around five to 6 PM, she's winding down. And then, I mean, you saw, you were here last night. She was winding down and she went into her crate by herself and she just passed out. The day before she passed out for like two hours in the afternoon, she was just like, I'm going to bed, took a nap. And that shit was beautiful. I took a little nap with her, actually. I, I, not cuddled. I was just like, yeah, you go do your thing. I'm going to be right here on the couch. And I passed. I was like, fuck yeah. Okay, okay. And I don't take naps. Because I was I was thinking, I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, you were doing it. I am legend style. You had the gun and the dog and <laughs> cuddling in the, in the bathtub. <laughs> if, she, if she were older, if she were actually my dog, I would uh, I would do that for sure. I, I So this is like a little test on to see if I can handle a puppy. And I mean, this one's... This one's testing me. It's testing me. It's been a long time since I've dealt with the puppy. And it's testing me. But there are cool little aspects about that where um, it is nice to have something around, especially in this little pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not, you know, human interaction, but it is something that you're there and you're 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 kind of uh, socializing with, you know, could be those thousands of years of human evolution side by side with man's best friend also coming into play but it's something cool it's something fun she's cool we get along she's doing all right right now i think yeah well i mean i definitely think it's 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 that 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 to me is the most fascinating that that i think what is it it's probably what our connection goes back what about sixty thousand years with them probably a little bit more probably a little less i would say yeah Maybe i mean like it's, 50 it's, 40 it's, it's still yeah it's still at least fuzzy. 30 we don't know yeah We're, we don't totally know but it's that long yeah and i think that's what also is super interesting is that I mean, apart from the fact that we have selectively bred them, I think it's it's like we still our, our bodies have not changed that much in that time. Right. And I think that's why it's like what you said, like you're up at a certain time, you're outside, 
there's the fresh air, there's the morning sun, which feels good. I mean, it feels good to to have the sun warm your face, mm-hmm. right? Like that that is a really good sensation to me. It's really rewarding. I mean, we are connected to the sun inherently. Even the dog mm-hmm. is connected to the sun inherently. I mean, we need that, right? I mean, having that sunlight is what actually helps helps keep our melatonin right in 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 in, in its cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, it's the lifestyle that we've become accustomed to, like you said. Yeah, it's different here, and I would agree with that. In Europe, I think there's definitely a much more, um, apart from the leisure aspect, they have. I think there's like more, they understand that, yeah, if you're going to work hard, you have to play hard. Right. And you have to have that balance. Like there is that sweetness to doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And But I also think, though, you know, since Europe has a... Um, I would say they would probably have a, a much more positive attitude when it comes to public health. And so they know like, yeah, you need to, if you want to be productive, if if you want to live a long, healthy life and do all the things you have to do, you have to have that balance. You have to give yourself that rest. Having a dog is also very good for your health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's super crazy. I mean, you feel less alone. and, and Mentally and, it, and, and physically. Yeah. If you, if you actually are responsible, like it actually forces you to get up and go outside. Right. And I will say this, that the musician's lifestyle to me is like, it's totally out of whack. It's hard owning a puppy if you're a musician. That too. And I think, and that's, and and I think that there's enough, there's enough already like, like knowledge, enough research has been done where I think, you know what, there's an argument to be made that, that musicians should honestly be trying to battle for shorter gigs starting earlier so they can be home at a reasonable hour too. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I'm not saying that that it should just be totally one way, no. But I think that I just think I just think once you learn this stuff and you know how it affects you and you feel it too, you feel how tired you are all the time. Like you know, being inside, you know, being in your garage or being inside your workspace at the end of the day is not healthy for you. <laughs> and in fact, I actually agree with with what Dr. Matthew Walker says, or with at least a lot of the research shows, is that if you want to be creative, sleep. Get enough. Be yeah. healthy. You have to take care of your mind, and the way you take care of the mind, which is where your your creativity pretty much comes from. If you want to, if you if you want your creativity to just flow, right, then you need to give your mind the sleep it needs. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. and I really think that musicians and even other artists, I think it's mostly musicians because the gigs, they buy into this idea that oh, we have to play super late at night, and because that's what the restaurants want, and we don't really have much control over that. I'm like, yeah, you don't, but but you can be like, no, well, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll instead of doing three hours, I'll do two, so I could at least be home and in bed by eleven, you know, which is much more reasonable than being at home in bed by one or two or three in the morning, right? But I get it; it's not easy. It's not easy. It's 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 it's, it's difficult. It's going to come with its own challenges. But I think as a musician, if you really want to be good at transmit, you really want to be creative, you need to give yourself the, your body, your mind, the rest it needs. I agree. I agree. Um a little thought just popped in my head when you were saying, you know, doing gigs very late. I wonder actually if that is a remnant of, uh, of the roaring twenties. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, because why, why do we choose to do gigs so late? Because it, it's, it's clearly a choice like bar owners, restaurant owners, uh, People that own clubs, you know, concert halls, what what have you, they they choose the time. And why are they choosing it so late? Like, why is 
why is drinking so associated with the nighttime? And part of me thinks there's maybe some sort of connection with prohibition. You know, you do it in the dark. It's a secret thing to do. You're not supposed to be doing it. And I think that might be potentially like a remnant of that era that just kind of continued. It was associated with partying and doing things at night. Big time. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. And I think there's, it's uh, prohibition era is the beginning of modern American lifestyle mm-hmm. because now you have cities being electrified, right? When I think yeah. of prohibition, I obviously, the obvious one is like Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. but in all of the, the uh, visual representations of it, whether it's like like all the movies, like the one with Robert Redford, even the one with with Leo, uh, with Leo, yeah, Leo it's all it's all about like you see New York City as like hustle right. and bustle. It's all well lit up, you know. Um, and I think yeah, prohibition was a big part of that. People like to party, and I think that everyone had to go to work, and there was just I mean, the Protestant work ethic is deeply ingrained here, dude. Dude. It's, it's still i was reading not to derail too much i was reading a uh, a little article on on history and what we're taught here is that you know the puritans came across the atlantic over here for religious freedom but in actuality it was because there was too much freedom in europe they left because they were allowing uh jews and catholics to basically do their thing and the protestants were like no, we shouldn't be allowing that. So they left. You had a small faction of these people that were like, this is not what we want. And they left and they came here. And then they established their own kind of set of protocol here. And we're still seeing that to this day. We're very rigid and like, like everything's taboo. Right. I, and, I, and I think and I think it's like you said, it's running up to it. And I think the 20s were was like a reckoning where like they were like, oh, no, let's just do it at night. Yeah, let's do it at night. Uh, we have the means now because you said everything was becoming electrified. It's like we don't need candle lights anymore. We have electricity. We could power these things. Let's have it deep in the basement. This stuff is still romanticized to this day. I mean, if you were to hear someone say, hey, there's this cool little speakeasy or this cool little spot, like everybody loves uh, a Scooby-Doo bookshelf. You pull the fucking thing, the lever, <laughs> the, the bookshelf opens and you're in a secret room and that's right. the bar. Like everybody loves that shit. Even I still kind of like, whoa, that's cool. I would love one of those. Um, and so it's romanticized and I think that still to this day, that is actually kind of why you still have these late night concerts and it's associated with that. You know, like, oh, I'm going to play in this dingy bar, this club. It's in the basement. It's cool. You got all this wild jazz going you know right right it's exclusive yeah it's something like it's like ooh, that sounds cool that's hip you know like you know what's hip fucking drinking at 8 a.m exactly exactly <laughs> which is why i'm actually gonna crack another beer crack it crack I'm, it i'm gonna definitely crack another crack another beer you're drinking for me now too because because i'm not drinking and you know it's funny i actually don't i'm getting to the point where i don't miss it all that much i like it but sometimes i go a little too hard Sometimes. So so let me let me ask you something. Um if you've if you're familiar because you brought up uh creativity. And this is something I remember hearing about a long time ago. I don't know if I think there is a study, maybe you're familiar with it. But a lot of people are creative in the shower or in the pool underwater. There seems to be something with that. Are you familiar with that? Like yeah, they have because, creative thoughts. Yeah, because like if I if I'm taking a nice hot shower and usually I, I try to take it, you know, as long as necessary until I'm like, all right, I'm good. I feel clean. I feel warm. 
But yeah, that's when I have some of my best internal, you know, dialogue is in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but like, I wonder what that is because I've heard the same thing of people that um, they're swimming laps in a pool or something. You know, oh, right, they, right. They, it's something with water. Like I don't know if it's water hitting their head. I don't know what it is, but some people have like really creative thoughts, and uh, so that that brings me to because I, I literally just heard this i heard uh, santino talking about it and one of his fantasies uh that he that he had in the shower was that and i'm gonna ask you this question all right how much money would it take if someone to offer you how much money would it take for you to uh just disappear like they cut you a fat check, you no longer associate with anyone. Like you just completely disappear. You're 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 Elvis that never died. He went to Cuba or so. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like how much money they'd have to cut you a check? How much money would it take? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for the sake of the question, it I'd have to be where I could I could really try to fill the emptiness that I would feel. To be cut away from right. from you and from Oliver and from all the homies, from my family. Uh, okay, I like how it you would, said me and Oliver first and not your family. <laughs> right. Well, because yeah, I consider yeah. you guys my family. You guys are right. like the brothers I never had. So, right. yeah, I mean, it would have to be a lot because, because one, when you get older, it's harder to make new friends. I think with a lot of money, though, you can make new friends. But they're not going to be real friends, right? Yeah. Right, right. Right. I mean, that's you're gonna have to basically have auditions to see who's gonna be your real friend. I'd, I'd have to. I'd, I basically would take the money and hire like the best actors of wherever right. I'm at right. to fake me losing all my money and see who's still there. <laughs> you know, I have to well, come see, up with that, a crazy that, plot. That, that that's a fun game too, though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no. And that's why. I, that's why it would have to be a shit ton of money. Right. Like, I would never have to. I would ideally want to n- never have to work again. I guess, or just be able to quit the job I have or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just essentially do what I want when I want with whomever I want, but I still think I don't think I, I, I okay. So just answer it. It would have to be like a billion dollars. A billion. Yeah. Okay. One. Because billion. because still less than Bezos X. Right. <laughs> like I know. Right. Bezos X well, gives away four billion. It's because it's such a ridiculous. A billion dollars is a ridiculous amount it's, of money. It is a lot. And of to money. me, it's like dude, that's way too much money for one person. Yeah. I have. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, people will disagree with that, but I just think. It's fine. If you're a millionaire, great. But if you're a billionaire, yeah. you have more money than countries combined together. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Tell you thing. what, you know what? Take a shower. Right. See what, what figure pops in your Right. Head. I know, right? I'm, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be mid shampoo, mid champ. Right. Exactly. And you're going to be like two billion. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's what, that's, it would have to be a ton of money because there would be, first of all, an initial depression that would hit for sure. Right. For sure. I it think would the hit. jet skis help, though. I don't really like jet skiing though. That's, Have you been? That doesn't, doesn't, uh, no, I, I, but it doesn't seem fun to me. It's pretty fun. Yeah, is it fun? You've been? Pretty, yeah. Okay. I, I I throttled it a little too hard though, and it's, my friend was behind me, and I saw him fly over me. Right. Were you Which, sure he wasn't like, I want to do that again? No, he did not want to do it again. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, that memory, everlasting. We're not friends anymore, but I still love it. Oh right. Well, <laughs> I probably still cherish that like, memory. It wasn't because of that. I still cherish that. Oh, memory. okay. I thought you were thinking like, nah, fuck that guy. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was, uh, it was really, it was really choppy waters, and uh, I was just, just hit. I was, I was flooring that thing, and then the jet ski just, and then he just kind of flew. Right. It, it's a funny image, but anyway, yeah. There is an initial depression. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm like, it'd have to be enough where I'll have my own private jet, my jumbo jet. G5. I know, right. And then I'd I'd be like, all right, I'm going to literally travel the world. I'm going to live off of the jet, basically. Get yeah. the nicest hotel rooms, the nicest food, like the best food. Let me, let me, let me. The let best me, food, dude. Let me describe this. Okay, describe it. Because I think this is where you would end up here. You're, you, you would be, you would initially for sure be depressed. You're like, damn, I don't have any of these friends anymore. Um, and, and like I said, you disappear. We can't see headlines. So you'd also have to make sure that your lifestyle isn't blowing up all over. Like, who is this guy? But music is like that music. Cause if I had the money, think about it. If I had the money, dude, Uh I would have, yeah. And and I had to leave everyone, including not being able to play with Maracuya. Yeah. Then, then I had all the money. Well, I'm going to fill the the void by starting my, another theme band, but I would, I would pay the best, the best. Right. But what I'm saying is that that new band that you start, since you're supposed to be disappeared, like you don't exist anymore. Right, right. Yeah, see, to me it's not worth it. It's it's tough, huh? It's, it's tough. It's, I but don't think me, it's worth it. But let me tell you, because th- that amount of money, you can still lie low. You could do like a whole mask figure, like like Daft Punk, you know? <laughs> right, I, get, I see what you're saying. So, so basically everyone in my theme band is going to have to wear masks. No, they, they, no they're Except, fine. Or me, I have it's to wear It's just you. He was going to be like, who's that dude? Who's that dude? <laughs> He's killing. Who's right. that dude? And, and it's like, he's spearheading everything. We still don't know his name. Who do we write the check out to for after this show? See, I think that's going to make it even bigger because we're going to be like, we need to know who the singer is. And because see, I would hire the best vocal coach. It's cool. Practicing, but then now there's like, a, I'd be the singer. Now there's like a lore. Now there's like a lore. Where right. now your friends are like, dude, Diego's been missing. And all of a sudden this new theme band. Right. Up. They're exactly. like, is it him? Exactly. It same height, same ever. Like, I don't know. But now he's surrounded by all kinds of 18 year old bitches because he's like he's the he's the the theme by latino dan bilzerian you know what i mean like right, right, that's right. what i mean right right but you would have to be masked the whole time because no one would still be able to confirm it to you because you're just dis- right you see and that would and that would kind of but i sold you now a little bit huh now you're like yeah, yeah, like, yeah I'm, dan bilzerian if it works kill- out that way right yeah. if it works out that way if <laughs> yeah. it works out that way okay i feel like i'll be okay you're like i'll buy day. a new oliver right exactly exactly <laughs> and i'm gonna tell them like you're Oliver now, yeah, and you're Brian. Yeah, exactly. Right? I feel like there's enough Chinese Mexicans in the world. I'll make it work. Right, I'll make it work. Yeah. There's, there's enough Polish with Mexicans that money. Too. I'll make you it work. can make them. Right, exactly. Yeah. I know. Right? <laughs> but that's but that's tough because, like I said, I mean to give everything up like that just so. I mean, yeah, it's it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's but, not easy. But I painted a nice little picture for you, didn't I? That was actually actually see. The goal is to have that be a reality it's without a, having all that money. Right, really, right, that's right. the goal. I mean, you're going to need that kind of money, though, if you're going to be doing that. Dan Bilzerian is not going to be surrounded by that that lifestyle if he doesn't have the chest. Right, fair enough. Well, yeah. we won't. I mean, li- that part of that lifestyle is having is having that much money. Yeah, but you have that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good question, though. It's Weird, a really good question. Trippy fantasy, huh? It is, but like, I'm like, man, I don't think I would. Yeah. I don't think I'd take the money just because, I mean... Having you guys in my life and and who you know everyone I associate with is good. I mean, I I wouldn't trade that in for the world. Well, that's a nice perspective to have have then because a lot of people are given the whole circumstance they were are, are pretty negative and they are not they're not actually maybe uh, thinking about that. They're not grateful, and it's nice to have a little reminder because maybe this question can be a reminder. Hey, all right, you hate it so much. How much would it take? You right. Know? How much would it? You know. And then, then they start, if, if they're uh, uh, grateful people, then they start thinking about that. Then they're like, oh, you know what? But I actually do like my life. It's kind of like a wonderful life right. in the modern era. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, I, but I think, though, the, 
I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that are like, yeah, screw yeah. everyone, I'm out. Yeah. Like, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of those people. But you see, I feel bad for those people because they're not in a good situation to begin with. And I think most people, if they found people that they Or they're really, just not in the right headspace. They might they might actually be in, a, in a, a good situation. They're just kind of being a little woe is me. Hey, Brian, can you not cut me off, dude? <laughs> <laughs> not bad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't even realize it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, and 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 it's like, yeah, it's like you said. But I think... I mean, I, I mean, I'm grateful, dude. Like, yeah, I think, I think, is there, do I have, like, do I have my own desires of being better, th- wishing things were a little bit better? Yeah, of course. But I think that's normal. I don't think that's abnormal. And I think whatever I can improve or change, I will, or I would like to at least try. Whatever I can, well, you just have to accept it. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It's, but then you just have to do that, right? Yeah. Like, like challenge, just to connect it back to what we were talking about earlier. I do just to get enough sleep nowadays is such a huge uh, undertaking, dude. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge undertaking. You have to first of all have one. Okay, I don't even know where to start, but let's just start with the with the physical. You get a nice mattress, get a nice pillow, right? Like you said that that Tempur-Pedic pillow has changed the game for you, right? Dude, that actually, as I was just doing this with my neck, ironically, that, however, though, has actually made my neck feel so much better. Right, like. I used to have a really fucking stiff neck all the time. And now it's it's stiff here and there. And actually, it's also been because I've been a little bit lazy and I've been kind of using these and laying down on the couch. I really, because actually the other day I woke up, I was like, eh. But th- yeah, this Tempur-Pedic pillow, like fucking, yeah, it changed the game. It, and I, I wonder what their mattress would do for me now, you know? And I've been thinking about that. So... This episode is brought to you by Temper. <laughs> <laughs> right, but see, that's one thing that people don't even realize, and and I'll never forget. Like when I was in the middle of my my sleep issues, when I went to the doctor, and he was like, "How old is your mattress?" I'm like, "Oh, that's a very good question. I think it's actually older than me." He's like, "Dude, you got to change oh, yeah, it. You got to change. change. You got to get a new one." And so, I mean, there's a whole industry built around getting a better night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that's how one, that's how desperate we are about it. But two, that's like how important it is. Mm-hmm. There's a value to that, and and um i think just starting there i mean and then a part of the, uh, you have to have also you have to pretty much clear your mind but you can't do that if you if you have to constantly hustle and then you come home after the hustle and you're like do i just need to go to bed or if you don't have time to really decompress at a healthy hour because i think what most people fail to realize or it's just just, just it's just that they don't know mm-hmm. is that our preferences to rise to rise in the morning and to go to bed is also genetic, right? So having your lifestyle match match your internal clock, it's going to take some figuring out to do, and it might involve some sacrifice, right? To really get to that place of like, oh, you're getting rested every day, you're looking at things positively, you're you're feeling grateful for everything. I mean, overcome any kind of challenge that comes your way. I mean, all these you have to really consider all these things, and it's not easy. So piggybacking on the uh, the sacrifice thing, because this was something that actually I think <clears throat> I've been thinking about more recently was that to get enough sleep, actually, it, it actually just requires discipline because we are littered with distractions all day long. Uh, it's, it's a sensory overload. And... 
that in turn is causing a lot of anxiety. It's it's not helping us relax. And but ultimately, uh, you have to you have to you know take control and make that choice and be like, hey, limit the distractions. There some distractions are going to be there regardless. But you don't have to look at your phone before bed. You don't have to read that article. You don't have to have your phone in bed at all. You could actually place your phone in, the, in another room if you're going to bed and just go to bed. And that's where the discipline takes over. The problem that I think myself included, I mean, I did it last night. I was talking to a friend late last night, is that we're just not, we're just looking at the screens, and the next thing you know, even after you text the friend, you're and I even said to my friend, I was like, "All right, I'm going to bed. Like, I need to get up early because this dog's waking me up." And you know, said good night, and then what do I do? Well, what's what's going on in Instagram land? You know, <laughs> next thing you know, you're like, "Shit, I told myself I was going to go to bed, and I didn't." And so you have to kind of like treat yourself like a dog. Remove the food at a certain hour and that's you know and then that's that you know like there's no more water either like you you, right you you go to bed and i think it's a discipline thing i i I agree it is i mean it has to be now it sucks because all like um a lot of a lot of like the the sleep researchers even doctors i mean honestly at the end of the day so many people on the planet i'll just talk about americans for now because that's where we live are not getting enough sleep. So it's basically sleep deprivation is basically an epidemic, right? And so it is a public health issue. There's things that I think as a society we need to address as a group mm-hmm. that requires collective action. But uh, but yeah, I think um, there are some things that we can do as individuals and it's hard, like you said. So therefore, it needs that you require the discipline. It, dude, it's so hard to come home and not watch TV. Like if you're coming home like a, like me, right? I come home because mm-hmm. I get off of work at eight thirty. At eight thirty, essentially, I if I really want to, you know, get the best um, sleep, sleep, the highest quality. Well, I would need to change my job, but that's not a rea- That's not realistic right now. So what can I do? I would basically have to come home, put the phone, lock it away, basically, mm-hmm. not watch the TV, not turn on any lights. Basically, come home, light a candle. Candle, candle light, right. candle light, or uh, something that's more red light hue. It, exactly yeah. right. Nothing that has the the blue light to it. Right. All that you know, I would have to basically take a hot ba- take a hot bath, read a book, all of that, and then while doing that, basically say to myself, I'd have to meditate all at the same time, so I can just be be in bed by a reasonable hour, and but leading up, like just that's just the beginning. Leading up to that, I have to do that and not be in bed looking at my phone. Like, basically, you have to kind of think ahead. Like, it's going to take time for me to get into this routine. Like you said, it's the discipline. But it's not all, It's not always that easy because it, there's a lot of factors at play. If you have some anxiety, maybe that might not cut it, right? That might, that might make it a little bit more difficult for you to really – that might take a little bit more. I think the phone is in and of itself anxiety-producing. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, all of the, all of like the social media and all that is for sure anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, what we're really missing, Brian, is I think for most of our history, 60,000 years ago, we were all passing out together. Together. Mm-hmm. There was like we had a we'll call it a teepee with a fire in the middle and we would come back after during the day and we would chill out. We would eat. We would do our thing. <laughs> of course, 
humans would be having sex. They would be doing all that. But everybody would be passing out next to each other. Right. You know, and that's like another crucial element I think that's missing. Right. So I was actually going to uh, mention that as well because I think part of the reason some people fall asleep with uh, the TV on a podcast or whatever is because of that. It's filling this void of there's human voices going on and it's like a form of companionship. Now, I used to do that all the time. In fact, I would I would go so far to say as majority of my sleeping life or falling asleep was with the TV on. I've definitely had I spent more hours doing that than re- relatively recently where I've actually decided to turn off the TV. Um and I, sometimes I'll still throw on a podcast, but at least it's like pitch black. Right. And um it's and I have it on a lower volume. It's not super loud where it's disruptive. Mhm. Uh but re- but recently, like within the past week or so, like I I will have a podcast until like I'm like this I'm like dozing off completely then like I'm watching it I'm dozing off and then I turn it off, which is still bad. You shouldn't even have any screen on for a, lit, lit, like literally an an hour before you shouldn't be looking at a screen. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly what the research says. Like you need to cut the, cut out because. Just looking at those screens is going to delay the release of of the melatonin, mm-hmm. which is something your body naturally produces, right? It's going to delay that release, right? And yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's like I think we really, uh, for a lot of people, when you're living alone or you're just going to bed alone, like that's a fact. That's a huge factor. That's first of all, it's hard to control, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but second, it's that it's playing a it's playing a role. It's 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 there. It's there. It's, it's something that can't be denied, and I think that just that adds to the challenge, which is why I think, like you said, it requires discipline. I think the only way you're going to get the optimal optimal amount is you literally have to be extremely disciplined with your sleep, which is why I'm drinking right now and not drink. And, not, and I'm not going to be drinking at six o'clock, right? You know, in the afternoon or five, at night or whatever. Yeah, five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it should be eight o'clock somewhere. I need and, to. Um, <laughs> it's I, like Tom says. Remember, Tom's all like, "I can't. I don't understand morning drinkers." And I'm like, "Tom, you listen to Joe Rogan interview Matthew Walker. No, what no, don't no, you no, understand no, about no, no, that?" No. He hangs out with Bert. Oh, that's what. It, well, that's true. He probably just gets upset at Bert Kreischer, yeah, right? Yeah, because well, Bert, Bert's drinking. He loves morning drinking. Well, probably, that's honestly, you know what I think. That's because Bert drinks in the morning, that's probably why he's so like happy and, like, and that's excited why, all the And that's time. why he doesn't get hurt. That's why he doesn't break his arm. Exactly. That's probably why <laughs> deep down, even though Bert is a bigger dude, yeah. that's I think that's just not enough exercise. But he's probably getting enough sleep at night. No, he's not, dude. He's actually. I mean, I don't know. No, I don't know. I would like to think that. He, he, I would like to think that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's not. He's 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 starting in the morning. And he's drinking well into the night. You're right. You're right. You're <laughs> but, right. So he's not, but he, I just think he's one of those people that just, yeah, they're naturally like, oh, yeah, let's, yeah, you know, life yeah. is a party. Life Great. is a party, man. But going back to, uh, it sucks because I like to, I like it lighthearted, but going back to being, being disciplined, um, I think, I think it's important to, uh, you know what? No, it's not important. It's not important. What's not important? I was going to mention, like, I need to do this. This is, this is so great for me. Like, I need to <laughs> fuck that shit. No, I just think it's cool. It's, it's, it is very hard to maintain that, though. In, in this day and age, it's very hard to maintain that sense of discipline. You almost actually, in a sense, have to disappear. Yeah. Because, yeah. because a lot of people, even your friend, you're going to find out real quick 
who who are the friends that are actually going to respect that right and will continue like even wanting to hang out with you because if you are like oh well it is 8 30 p.m i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go home and start winding down dude most people are gonna be like we're meeting at nine what do you mean you know what i mean like right there are a lot of people that are just not going to be down with that and i I think because a lot of them we know are musicians or just but it, it extends beyond musicians you know yeah right right it's the culture and that's why i think it's a public health issue at this point i think that there's some things that need to be addressed for example it's it's very simple like if if, if we weren't working eight hour days and we were working six hour days mm-hmm. people i think i'm totally convinced people would get the average would rise it would at least be seven hours mm-hmm. at least but unfortunately it also well people have to know this stuff too people have to know that it's just simply your 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 lifestyle. If you if your goal is to be healthy and live a long life, if you want to sleep if you want to sleep when you're dead, fine. But your life will be shorter and of poorer quality, mm-hmm. fine. But um, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I want you to make an informed decision. But at the end of the day, if your goal is to live a long life, be productive. If you're a creative person, if you're a musician, like you are, right? Like I'm, I'm I, I consider myself creative in a different way, but. If if that's what your goal is, then yeah, and and or even to be, or even to learn something to advance. If you want to advance at a faster rate, your sleep is going to help you do that, right? And it's going to help you move forward in a much in a much smoother fashion. And you'll see, you'll eventually see, like, oh, look at this! I have the energy to do this. I'm picking things up quicker. Mm-hmm. I need to keep. I need to keep this going. And you're going to want to keep going. Yeah. But I think it's like it's, keep talking. It's like it's like you said. Um, you have to be extra disciplined, especially with the things that you can control. And it's difficult to uh, to accept some of the things you can't. Like I said, I think you know, not not having that kind of um, companionship in your life is something is something that's you just can't control. I think having having camaraderie, having all that in your life is very important. It it serves a function. I mean, when humans are isolated you're going to have poor health. But I definitely would say that um, once you learn all this information and and actually understand it, I think it kind of inspires you to want to do that. Right? Like for me, I'm very, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that the only, the, the only gig that meant anything to me was at two o'clock in the afternoon to a crowd of, I don't know how many people, what, like, f- at least 50, right? It was probably more than 50 people. No, there right? were more than 50. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it was at 2 o'clock. The sun was beating down on us. Yes, it was hot, but you know what? It felt good. And it I did. think, well, when we played that that socially distanced show with Maracuya, to that amazing crowd that came out, which I'm thankful for everyone who came out to support us, mm-hmm. you know, it, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it felt so good. It was like a summer day, but it was in November. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. I mean, it, it was like a summer day, dude. It was like 84 degrees. Yeah, and I, was, was, I remember I was like, I'm glad I wore a hat. <laughs> I, I, was, I was regretting so much that I was like, fuck, why did I choose a black shirt? Yeah, I remember <laughs> I that. I'm like, like dang. I, well, like you so and Oscar. Hot. You yeah. and Oscar. I forgot who else was wearing dark colors. Dude, I'm like, like, dude, you guys are so crazy. so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, and to me, to me, that was like, that. that's what I would like us to do mm-hmm. because- Excuse me. It's just way better than being out and coming home at three in the morning and feeling so fatigued the next day. Cause, oh man, it just it's just awful. Like I I I don't I don't miss that musician 
lifestyle. I don't miss getting home so late. I, I'm i glad. I, I don't I, either. This whole pandy fucking made me, yeah. I hope, I mean, I and I've tried to tell people too. Like, for example, um, there was a spot I played in downtown. I won't say where. But I'll never forget that this place, um, they had, the, you know, they had another spot up, up in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And they wanted the group I was playing with, they wanted us to play up there. And mm-hmm. and I asked the the band leader, well, like, well, how much are they offering us? And he said something like a hundred bucks, something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, but when? And he said, well, it would be for it would be during the week. I was like, I'm sorry, but that is. And what time? And and he, I think he said like nine to twelve. And I was like, I'm sorry, but yeah. I'm first of all, I'm not gonna be going up to Orange County mm-hmm. in the middle of the week dealing with all that traffic just to be back home probably like a three in the morning because we yeah. have to pack up right? i have drums right right and then we have to drive then they're basically telling us to drive back home exhausted tired basically an hour, at least an hour and a half right yeah in the middle of the night now it's dangerous they're asking us to risk our lives mm-hmm. and i think that's a total insult and it's you know, a total hey, insult. Well, you also know people that are going to be drinking on the job. Exactly. So not only are they going to be tired, they're also imbibing a little bit. Right. And so, I, yeah. And that's why I think, that's why I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I definitely don't miss doing that. And I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to playing super late. I don't want to do that. And I think it's a good opportunity to, um, to, yeah, move beyond that at this point. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't really have that luxury, at least just yet in my life. I I definitely am going to go back to that because I, I'm essentially going to have to if I want to maintain uh, a living, you know. But I'm definitely going to be more inclined to probably reject some of those gigs. Um, I mean, just my last gig, my, my, my New Year's Eve gig. I mean, I was playing till 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Right. And I and loading was at 7. Right. I was I mean like Jesus like we, we we were there for a long time and you know yeah we were playing you know hour plus sets. There were times where yeah we were playing like long sets as well. And they didn't even offer you a room, huh? No, they See? they said they were out of rooms. That's ridiculous. Um but you know it it is what it is. You do it you do some of those gigs once in a while because especially New Year's Eve gigs they do pay well. Right, if the juice is worth the squeeze, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't it wasn't like the highest paying gig, but in a, in this time where there are really no gigs at all, right? You're like, yeah, I'll just take what I can get. Um, but check this out. Speaking of sleep deprivation, fatigue, not being all there, I fucked up. I didn't have the external battery, and the fucking camera died. I don't know how long ago the camera died. <laughs> I, I noticed it when I looked over. I was like, shit. And it's so funny. You know, it's so funny because I should have fucking... Ah, dude. This is, how, this is how my brain works. Last night, I was like, I'm going to charge my phone before bed. Like I always do. I just leave it charging overnight. And then I was like, you know what? It's, it's got a good charge on it right now. I don't need to. I'll just fucking have the external like I usually do anyway just to make sure it won't die and it'll just charge it up while we re- while we record right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i didn't think anything of it and then you know 
I, I like I, I just today wasn't wasn't a good day for for me or the dog. The dog was pissing me off. She was all over the place. I was fatigued. <laughs> and so when you came over and I was setting things up, even the way I was setting it up, I was like, man, I'm kind of moving slow. Like when I had when I did this the other day, I was on top of it. I, I set it up really quickly. And so I set the I set the camera up and I, and I just pressed record. Didn't even think anything of it. Didn't even grab the external. When I pressed record, we I had I think there was only like 15 percent. So for sure, we only have maybe like five minute video. <laughs> oh crap! It's like, all good. Just just what you should do is take a screenshot from the video and then just 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 yeah, have I it mean, there. Just let the audio. Yeah, play. it's just. I mean, it's fine. I'd and, rather I'd rather cut it in a little in, like right now anyway, just because uh, it's we've already done. No, I think we've only done like an hour or so. We have. I checked the time. Yeah, we've only done an hour, but it's up to you, man. I mean, we can always cut it too. I, it's it's fine with me. Whatever you want to do. Um. Yeah, but anyway, speaking. Yeah, so that's 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 what I just wanted to touch on. Is like speaking of fatigue. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that, and that's the thing is that is that I always when when whenever. So, for example, like, um, you know, you know, I work the front desk at a hospital, and so it's I think funny that there there's in the you know I mean what well one it's the basically I think all the hospitals are the are the front lines of the pandemic of course, but. I think it's it's kind of funny and a little sad at the same time that that they're I think it's funny and sad at the same time that there there is you know a, a, a really lack of awareness of how important sleep is I mean just I mean you want to talk about the 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 percentage of medical errors I mean just the rate goes up once doctors and even nurses become so sleep deprived but it's interesting how most people there don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know how important it is. So, for example, there's a there's a guy that works there. He's a he's a he's a really he's a really nice dude, really cool dude. He's a very hardworking hardworking individual. Mm-hmm. But he, there'll be times where he's at the desk right right next to me, and he's asleep. He's wow. like falling asleep on the job, and I honestly, I now that I've gotten to know him and know how hard he's hustling, I'm like. I'm like, man, you got to take care of yourself because one, let's say you achieve that success you want, but then you're going to be very unhealthy at the end of it. You might not even be able to enjoy it. Like my grandfather paid off his house in 15 years and died six months later. To me, that's because he wasn't taking care of himself. He was he was getting drunk all the time. He would smoke, bad diet. He clearly wasn't sleeping, right? He wasn't getting good old-fashioned quality drug-free and what I mean by drugs, alcohol-free yeah. sleep. And I just think just too many people don't know that. They mm-hmm. don't know how important it is. And this guy is passing out at work. It's like, dude, well, dude, you got to take care of yourself. Because if yeah. not, you're never going to achieve that goal. It's going to be that much harder. You, you're not going to think as clearly. And and so I just, I, I would tell him like, hey, look, look, man. Like, look, I'm not a doctor or whatever. But I, I, I know how to consume science. I know I'm a good consumer of science. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told him, look. Let me ask you how much, or let me ask you this. I would always ask anybody, how much do you think sleep deprivation is costing the U.S. economy, right? Even when I was in my master's program, right? Even when, yeah. when I was in my master's program, mm-hmm. I remember we did, we, it, there was one class I was in, and it was about, um, it was called human behavior. So naturally, I aced the crap out of it. But Wait, pause. Was, is there an answer? Yeah, there is an answer. Okay. Yeah. 
Can I guess? Because I don't actually know. It. Okay, let me say. It. Let me say. Let me no, say no, no. I don't want you to tell. I want to guess it before. No, you say I'm not going to tell you. No, okay. I'm just saying. Let me tell the story. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell the story. So we, I had to do a project on on groups, right? Mm-hmm. And we, and it was about. I think our topic was. It's called social loafing, which is basically like if there's a task that requires teamwork, mm-hmm. um, somebody sometimes will won't basically carry their own weight, right? Mm-hmm. And other people will do it. Well, I connected it to sleep because that's what I was obsessed with at that time. And I looked into social loafing under fatigue. And as it turns out, more people, people who are fatigued are more likely to socially loaf, which is they're not going to carry their own weight. They're tired. And it is because of sleep deprivation. And so I can, I, as a fun fact to our presentation, I asked the crowd or asked the class, I should say. Yeah. Okay, how much is sleep deprivation costing the U.S. economy? So I'll ask you now, Brian. How much is it costing? I'm gonna shoot like, I'm gonna shoot high, high. Shoot high, high. Go for it. Is it? You have to give me a solid number, though. You can't just give me like, is it around this? No, no, no. Like no I'm not gonna say is it around. I'm. I mean, give me, give me good. It's fine that it's a round number. But just give me a number. One trillion. Okay, not that much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's not what that I said. much. I'm gonna shoot for the okay, stars. What's your one. second guess? Um, then then a billion. No, so I'll, still not still. That's not, still that's way too low, actually. <laughs> okay, so then I was well not closer with a trillion because if it's right. prices right rules, I'm over. Right, right, right. Okay, see, see, that's why that's those were those were like my figures. I was like, okay, it's either like stupid high, like it's trillions high, or it is like in the billions and so i shot super under because i'm thinking right right it's it's definitely in between but i would in my opinion it's stupid high this is why i think it's a public health issue well like 60 billion 400 if i recall correctly Uh it's 412 billion dollars wow yeah and that's like that's in because of lost basically lost productivity if you think about it yeah yeah. right because everybody's like tired like they go to work they check social media when the manager's not around they're not doing enough well (laughs) <laughs> right, well, of course, but dude, well, yeah, but yeah, of course, and that's the irony of even my situation yeah. is that if if you work at a, you know, the healthcare industry is is bad for that. Like, yeah. just making residents do rec- ridiculous amount of shifts without sleep is is dumb because it results in higher and higher rates of medical errors occurring. Same thing with nurses. Same Bro, thing with, there yeah, are anyone. nurses in your hospital doing TikToks. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I know. And guess what? If if the if the administrators were wise to that. They would be like, okay, yeah, they would, first of all, bring the hammer down on them. Yeah. But second, they would be like, okay, well, what's going on here? And they would bring in an expert. Like, I have to give it to Dr. Matthew Walker because he does that. And they would be like, okay, well, what do you recommend? And be like, short, shorten their hours or give them the opportunity to nap. Right. You know, because if, they're, if someone comes in knowing that they don't have to be there that long, then mm-hmm. they're more likely to focus on it. And being productive means you're going to enjoy your work. Right. That's what I learned. That's what I learned from my professor of statistics, who is an expert in in industrial and organizational psychology. That being productive is what's gonna is what's gonna lead to kind of feeling like, oh, okay, this is a cool job. I like it. And learning and yeah, exactly. And so and so, um, it's crazy to me that th- that's how I like to put it to people. Right? It's like that's how important it is. Can I tell you something? What we know this already, right, dude? Do you remember like preschool, kindergarten? Yeah, nap time. Nap time. Right. 
we already do this for, for like toddlers and children like right and, and and it works clearly right but but right but remember that that high schools were starting i remember marion dude i had to be there at 7 30 yeah before. i had to be there yeah right and there. so basically they were basically you could make the argument that they were giving us brain damage that that schedule oh, yeah. re- was giving us brain damage on because, top of jesus yeah exactly on top of jesus yeah. right because they were basically were forcing us to not they were depriving us of sleep that's why it's public health right and so and so uh, that's why just to connect it to the musician thing Okay, so for example, we have a friend. Okay, I'll, I'll re- reference two friends, and it's just it's a little ironic, but basically, one had her had her genes sequenced, right? And she found out that she had the genes that basically predisposed her to fall asleep later, mm-hmm. right? Like I think it was around midnight, twelve thirty. Right. Okay, that's cool, but not. I can guarantee you, not all musicians have those genes, the no. night owl genes, Mm-mm. right? Like for me, I for sure don't have them. I'm always getting tired at 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's my bedtime, which means I'm going to be up like around 6, 6.30 average mm-hmm. time. So a lot of the gigs I was doing, I was basically robbing myself of sleep. I was basically giving myself brain damage. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's hard to say no sometimes because sometimes you just need that's the only option. Well, right? sometimes it's the option, but sometimes it's also who are you playing with? Maybe right. it's a place you want to play. Of course, if you're making you $1,000 for three hours. But yeah, that's, um, but I'm saying besides the money, sometimes it's like, ooh, I like these musicians. It's going to be a fun hang as well. You know, right. things like that also play. Right, of course. And so, which is why if the juice is worth the squeeze, yeah. all right, great. I mean, there's no there's no way we're going to get through. I, I, I don't expect society to turn around within the next 20 years and be like, all right, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure our gigs start at five and they're done at eight. So we I can- actually don't think it changes ever. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I th- I think it should, and I think if I think it should. Are smart, they they would do it. I think it should, but I just think, uh, in terms of the discipline it takes to do right. that, I just don't see it. Right, and the, well, I mean, I I I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It's not going to happen this year, even though I think it's a great time and opportunity to start changing things. I think I think you'll see. I think you can see the change for sure in in schools starting later. Yeah, well, San Diego um, Unified is now eight thirty, I think. I thought it was nine, or maybe, or well, if it's nine, even better, even. Better. Or maybe I'm thinking Sweetwater. I thought, I thought either way, yeah. If it's eight thirty or nine, that's way more biologically reasonable, right? You know. However, it's still that's still if said person, student, whatever, is not as disciplined enough to go to bed early because right. now because there are going to be those kids that are like, wait, we don't start till nine. I'm playing Call of Duty till three. Right, you right. You know what right. I mean? Well, of course, of course. You have to have that that balance. And unfortunately, Call of Duty, you're gonna look at it at a screen. Mm-hmm. It's blue light blasting your your face. So of course you're not gonna fall asleep until later. That has to be it. That's where parenting comes in, right? Where it's like, all right, dude, okay, you're a teenager. Naturally, your body's gonna demand at least what is it, eleven hours of sleep? I think it's ten to twelve that teenagers need. Yeah. So of course, like, all right, fine then. The video games have to be cut at ten. Yeah. And at 11 to 12, you're going to read or whatever. Right. Or I'm going to physically take away all your, all your stuff. reading by candlelight, dude. It's nice. It's so nice. Uh, you know what I like doing? I like writing by candlelight. Oh, I've done that too. That is you incredible. Know? I want to get a fountain pen. Like, remember that scene in Inglorious Bastards when he's taking out the fountain pen? and yeah. doing that? Like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then have like a nice writing desk. I'm going to get you a quill. Give me a quill, please, yeah. dude. I love yeah. that. I love <laughs> a dipped dip pen. You know, yeah. I even wear a powdered wig and everything. <laughs> and I'll just basically look like Prince. That my mom's gonna be like, "Why are you dressed like Prince?" <laughs> and I'll just be writing. I'll yeah. be journaling, whatever. But anyway, the the point is 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 I think I think if if once people realize this stuff, they they'll want to make a change. And mm-hmm. I think musicians should make a change because if they are trying to be creative, if they are trying to 
So if they're practicing, well, they're gonna their practice their practice will be more efficient, right? Mm. It's better. It's what is it saying? Like practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect, right? right? So I think that they if they leverage this knowledge to their advantage, one, they're gonna make more money. Mm-hmm. Two, they're gonna be healthier in the long run. Because the way I see it, if if your if your gigs aren't paying you enough, mm-hmm. it's not even a you're not even making a profit at that point because you're gonna pay for that for that sleep deprivation sooner or later. Yeah. Health wise, bad decision making, you're gonna pay for it. So if the gig is only paying you fifty bucks and you're like not at home, you're at home until like three in the morning, even if it's a hundred bucks, the realistically it should be way more than that to make up for the lost productivity of the next day, mm-hmm. for the health consequences. It should be way more than that. Which is why I'm like, musicians, I think, should take this knowledge and use it to their advantage. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, okay, even if you do have those genes, like our friend, right? Who who doesn't get tired until midnight? It's still midnight. That means the gig should have ended at ten, right? So you can come home. So you could pack up, or it should be earlier. Ideally, it should be nine. So you could pack up. Yeah. There's a little hang. Maybe you'll eat a little something. Maybe a snack. Come home, shower, decompress, and then not looking at screens. Maybe you journaled or read a little bit, and then you're in bed. And then there you go. Think about that. that's crazy. That but that that is a big change, I think. But I think it can be done, especially right now. And so to connect it to our other friend who used to, who I would hear all the time say, "Oh, we'll sleep while you're dead." I'm like, "Well, dude, I, I hate to break it to you, but well, you'll, well, we'll sleep sooner then." Yeah, you're gonna you're basically you're gonna yeah. be six feet under much sooner, right? And and actually, you might not even re- remember all these good adventures because you're more likely to get dementia and Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Here, here's here's the uh, the saving grace. The only way I actually see this actually working and and being implemented because companies. And, you know, when I say companies, I'm, I'm extending this to bars, restaurants, whatever venues that are open and they're open late. They do this for money. Right. They make more money if they stay, their hours are longer. Right. Now, the sacrifice is that you're damaging the health of your, your employees. Right. I think uh, automation is the saving grace for that. That's the right. only way that I think, like nurses, like let's say... Let's say this is like Star Wars and you have a, right. a fucking nurse that's able to do some of those tasks. I think that is literally the only way that this gets. But still, that person now that their four-hour shift is done still needs to be disciplined enough yeah. to go home and be like, hey, it's the, the sun's going down. I got to go to bed. Of course. But but see, it's like you said. Yeah, yeah. of course. They're, they're, that's why I think the education, that's why I'm happy to share this knowledge, right? The education has to be there. But remember... Let's just assume automation is in play. And well, here's what I here's what I, I think would happen. Humans follow the sun. If we only had to report to for our work and our work was enough where like, yeah, we were able to put a roof over our heads, provide a decent existence for our family, whatever, all that. And it was just four hours, five hours, six hours, which is great. That, mm-hmm. That's the dream. That, that would be great. I think that would give us more time to be outside. At the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that what would happen is it's the discipline wouldn't come at such a high mental cost where I think that you will basically go outside, you will do your thing. Once the sun starts coming down, you're going to go back to to the inside. You're, you would have eaten. You would have been like, hey, you know what? I'm tired now. You know, the sun's gone down or, you know, it's eight or nine o'clock. Like, oh, I'm ready for bed. And I think it'll, it just makes it less challenging to be disciplined. 
that's what I, that's that's what I mean. Is like, yeah, you still have to know not to drink before bed, mm-hmm. right? You still have to not do that. But I think it's not as much of a, as a challenge now to do that. And if any kind of and if any kind of in, uh, challenge does come that like life throws at you, whatever, maybe your your kid is sick, whatever. I still think it'll be. It still won't be that. You won't require that much internal mental energy to be like, all right, I have to go home and. I can't, even though I'm craving all this stuff. Like, no, I, I still think that it'll just be a little easier, which I think would make a difference. I think those that does make a difference. I I agree. I just uh, I just think some of these uh, electronics are so damn enticing that you're right. We we might be outside more. You know, we might enjoy the sun the sun more. I I I I, I like when the sun. It's it's such a uh, it's such a metaphor every time the sun sets. It, like it, it's a metaphor for for the finite, you know. Right. The, the day's done, you know. You right. Know? And I and I and I like that, and it makes you appreciate the daylight more. However, um, coming back to what I was saying, these electronics are so enticing, though. That like you know, when the sun sets, like yeah, you may feel tired, but if you were outside all day and, and you were, you may you may be doing something fun outside, but also there's just a little bit of you that's just like. Let me play, play one game of whatever, Smash Brothers. You right, know? Right, Let me right, just right. play one game. You right, know? right, 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 right. Then all of a sudden, the brain was winding down. Then all of a sudden, it's like gets ramped up again. Right. And that's that's the difficult thing, dude. And then that's where the discipline gets gets challenged because, like I said, some of these things are so enticing that you're like, oh, but I'd rather just. Sleep. Right. It's cool, but this is so much fun, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, and and I I see what you're saying. I just think it would be like a a whole our our perception of it i think would still change i i think yeah that challenge will still be there but i don't think it'll be like what we consider difficult will be less difficult because we have that perspective but i think to them it'll be difficult but not it still won't be as as hard as probably it would be to us where it's 24 7 the only way we this is the only way we really wind down we have to report to duty at our work whatever even if it's a gig we have to do it late. Like we have, I still think our perception of it is going to change. Where I, I, I'm convinced. For some people, it'll be still be difficult, right? For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But I think for them, for I would like to think for f- at least 51 percent, if we can get them sleeping seven hours, hopefully more, ideally more. Dude, seven is just like what I dream. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't well, even remember that seven. night that that night that I went home, I, that I was just so fatigued. I remember I passed out immediately. That following morning, I was like, wow, I feel decent for the first time in a long time. Dude. Because you have to remember too, dude, when you get enough sleep, dude, your frontal cortex, I remember reading a paper on on how sleep deprivation affects the metabolism of the, of the, of the neurons in your frontal cortex and how it just affects them in such a bad way mm-hmm. that at least when you're getting the the uh seven at least the seven hours your ability to be like all right i'm tempted to play another smash brothers game but i have enough mental fortitude which to me comes from from having received at least seven hours you're you're more likely to be you're more likely to be like it's okay i'll put it down right I'll put it down. Or you're going to schedule it to to when you wake up. Like, so if you're waking up right before the sun wakes up, then that's the ideal time to stare at the TV, right? Some people do. That's the time to look at the stock market, you know, over in China or whatever, you know. It's a way to do it, man. It It is. Um, 
And 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 you're right. I mean, I'm I'm educated in this. I I I am well aware of the effects and the benefits of getting proper sleep. But I I do know, man, I'll fall off. And and I I've I've fallen. I mean, I've fallen off, especially the past. I don't know, not this past year per se. I would say probably around summer is when I fell off for. I would say for obvious reasons, um, and I just reverted back to my old ways where I was. Like, like I said, falling asleep, not falling asleep with the TV on, but like getting close to it. Then I would turn it off um, or just staying up super late, you know, video games or working on stuff. And, and it's like, I, I'm, I'm well aware, I know, but sometimes too, if I'm either enjoying it or in the sense of if I'm working on something, what I do when I'm working on something is I enjoy it too, but like, um, I'm riding this wave of productivity that's like, I don't want to put a halt to this, like. I'm I'm gonna keep going, right? And and yeah, then you start falling. Then your body recognizes that, and then you start getting into a pattern where, when it is time to go to sleep, because the sun set hours ago, you're actually not tired because your body's like, oh, we're used to this now. And right. And then, then you have to do a whole other reset, which I think I'm in the process of doing because of the puppy. And so, in in turn, now I'm not sleeping all that well anyway because I'm resetting my body. <laughs> right, right, right. And the reset's a pain in the ass. It is. It's man. so difficult. Yeah. And and yeah, and 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 see, I think the struggle as you described it, it makes sense because you want to be productive with your days. Because when you're not, you don't feel good. No. And you feel even worse and you beat yourself up. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. I mean, I have and then to you're not gonna that. go to sleep. Exactly. And it's a vicious cycle. And so it's just, I, I, you know, it's not easy. It's not. There's a reason why the majority of Americans are not getting enough sleep, and I think. And they're unhappy. And they're, that's a big part. It's mm-hmm. a big piece of the puzzle. It's it's like oh my god, and I think that, at least I have to give my my I have to give you props, Brian, because you're you're dedicating yourself to music, right? Like I have a day job. Mm-hmm. Which is fine because I've I've I, I you know I've been able to leverage it to to do the things that I want to do like fun maracuya and stuff like that, but I have to I do have to admire for you just saying like no I'm not going to spend my time clocking in and then clocking out eight hours later like this is what I want to do this is my clocking in this is my clocking out this is what I want to do, and I think that a lot of people are not willing to make that sacrifice, but of course it's going to come with its own challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, yeah. And it's going to come with its own stress. It's tough. It's tough. It's not easy. And so, I mean, I'm hoping people, people, especially musicians, because obviously that's our community. I'm hoping people, people do, um, listen. I hope they band together and I hope that they say, they say to themselves, we need to take better care of ourselves. We need to give ourselves the rest we need. I mean, all the sacrifice, dude, all the practice. Yeah. All the practice. You know, the schooling, all of that. That's yeah. a tremendous sacrifice, man. And I think that what we need is apart from the Protestant work ethic, we need the I mean, I'm just using the the, the phrase, the Protestant rest ethic too. Right. It needs to come along with that. Because if not, you're gonna burn yourself out. You're gonna hate life. You're gonna hate your music. It's not gonna give you the joy you want. I mean, I just think of that guy who's hustling at, at my work and he's falling asleep at the desk. I'm like, what's the point of doing that then? Yeah. What's the point? You can't even stay awake at your day job. Yeah. How do you expect to to overcome and 
and get into a place where you want to be when you're sick all the time and you're tired all the time. Like it's just to me, it just doesn't. If you look at it as a business, I think as a business, it's you're just you're it's you're not making any profit at the end of the day. It's more cost. Yeah, four hundred plus billion. Exactly, like <laughs> I said, and that's just why I hope if musicians do listen to this, I hope they kind of pass the word along. They look into it and they like they start saying no to some of these gigs and start saying yes to others. You know, even if it's even if it's making a little less, I understand it's not yeah. easy to make that decision. I totally get that. That's why I decided to do the day job because I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to have to say yes to that. Plus, I also wanted health insurance. <laughs> yeah. You know? So. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it's a good place to to wrap this up. Sounds good. Yeah, because even though I'm tempted to get another beer, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I would say no only because uh, you brought your gi. You didn't bring your gi, bitch. Well, just... We'll no. end it on this note. No, no. We'll end it on this note. No, we'll no. end it on this note. So I'm going right, to go train. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go train. We'll end it on this son note. of a bitch. We'll end it on this note. All right, everybody. Peace. I got, yeah. I got to go. All right. All right. Yeah, that was the Morning Figures podcast. See you next time. <laughs>